with the perfect plate, I do watch portion size. I do make sure, like, for example, my chicken's about four ounces or it's the size of my palm or whatever, so that I'm not overeating. But I'm not worried about the macros because I figure with the perfect plate, I'll get pretty darn close. And I don't think that, you know, you have to beat it to the nth degree to get your macros. I think if you're close, you'll see the results because you're eating the right carbohydrates, you're eating the right fats, you're eating the right proteins that get you the nutrition that you need. Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Mother Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a powerful and inspiring conversation between myself and one of our Fit Mother program members, Camille Mohammed. Camille is 46 years young, and she has a really unique life path in that in addition to wanting to improve her fitness, she is also a black belt in Kung Fu, and so are her sons. Really amazing stuff. And she ultimately joined the Fit Mother Project because she wanted to figure out a way to make nutrition more sustainable for her. She tried the whole thing of counting macros and found that that was just very complicated and tedious. And she found some videos online of our concept like the perfect plate and thought that this was so simple and powerful. And she started to adopt this into her life. And eventually, she joined our full Fit Mother 30X program. And as I say, the rest is history. She's made such fantastic progress with her strength. She has new perspectives on how to make nutrition sustainable, how to exercise in a way that's very effective and age-appropriate and keeps her sharp in all areas of her life. So I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation with Camille. And she's definitely some Someone that we can all learn a lot from. I mean, it takes so much discipline to become a black belt in a martial art. And then to, on top of that, go and search out a fitness program like Fit Mother to take her to the next level. I think just the fact that that is how she lives her life is very inspirational as is, let alone the stuff she shares in today's episode. So without further ado, let's get into today's Fit Mother Project episode with Camille Mohammed. All right, Camille, welcome officially to the Fit Mother Project podcast, my friend. I'm super happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm I'm excited to be here and I'm excited for the time that we're going to spend together just talking uh, about fitness journey. So thank you. Me too. And I'd love to kick this off with a little introduction and background of you, your name, your age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about your family and what you do for work. Sure. So my name is Camille Mohammed, and I live, if you can't tell by the dolphins, pad. I do live in South Florida. I am 46, almost 47. I have two wonderful boys and been married for about 18 years now. And, you know, a little bit about my, well, my, my profession is that I work for Cisco Systems, which is the IT company. Um, and I'm in charge of the delivery for a lot of our, our accounts, uh, service delivery. But other than work, what I like to do in my spare time, um, I'm sure you read that in my bio, is that I, I'm very busy with different hobbies, one of which is martial arts, Kung Fu specifically. Um, I also very passionate about getting out into the community, helping out, for, for example, helping out with our food banks, um, helping out with some of our area. Um, I'm Muslim, so uh, some of our mosques, they, they're always in need help, of help for volunteer help. 
So that's what I do in my spare time. And I think you're being a little modest, which is maybe in your nature, but I'd like for everyone to know how into Kung Fu you are and how badass it is that you are a... what I know it's not about the rank, but I'll say it. I know you're a second degree black belt in Kung Fu. Is this true? That is correct. So I've been doing Kung Fu for on and off because I, I did have kids in between, but for about 20 years now. And it started off as a fitness journey. Yeah, I just wanted to get more fit and I thought this was a great way to do it. Life, of course, you know, gets in the way. I had two kids, got married, yada, yada, yada. And I started back with Kung Fu in my late 30s, almost 40. And I've been doing it now for the last seven years. And in that time, I've gotten up to a second degree black belt working on my third degree. <laughs> that is so cool. So it has been quite a journey. What I can say is that this is a sport that when you look at it, it is made for people half my age, teenagers, my kids do it. You know, it's made, made for people like that. But it doesn't matter age. You know, whatever you want to do and achieve, and if you want to go out and get that third degree black belt, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can start anywhere. And you just have to, you know, keep working at it like anything else. Whatever your fitness goals are, you just have to keep working at it. And same thing with Kung Fu martial arts. You have to just keep working at it. So You're definitely living proof of that. And I do want to ask you how this all ties together. Like what prompted you to start to take your fitness, your nutrition, weight loss, body shaping more seriously? Like how'd you find the Fit Mother Project? What was going on in your life at the time? What got you started? So I, I found the Fit Mother Project quite honestly, maybe by accident, you know, going through YouTube videos and, you know, you see the headlines and it makes you want to click on that video. And for me personally, um, I, I always thought that I ate very healthy. I don't eat junk food. I don't eat, you know, I'm not a McDonald's twice a day person. I, I don't eat junk food. I don't eat fried food. But I was always... I needed to know more about how much of the macronutrients you really need to have con you consume in a day in order to get the right amount of energy, right amount of uh, carbohydrates, proteins, fats, in order to build that muscle. So one of my goals with the Mother Project was to build muscle. And so without actually gaining and bulking up and all that kind of stuff. So one of the things that Fit Mother Project solved for me was the confusion around macros because if you follow the perfect plate, you're going to either hit your macros or be pretty darn close yeah, or close enough that you can still do the workouts that are laid out and be able to achieve the results that you want to. So that's what really piqued my interest with um, Fit Mother Project. I would say for me, maybe... It's more of the NSVs that we talk about, the non-scale victories. So, for example, when I started Fit Mother Project, I was size 10, 12, more comfortably a 12, and now I'm a size 8. I haven't lost a ton of weight, but it's all, you know, just the, the inches and then the muscle and, um, you know, that's what I really achieved. I also have goals for myself, you know, just hitting the gym, you know, if I was lifting, for example, 
a 15 pound weight? Well, when can I get to 30? When can I get to, you know, you know, so those kind of little goals, I think is what I was trying to, to get through this program. Yeah. Nice. And is it fair to say that you got a lot stronger in the workouts, like from where you started, maybe your first apex 10 to going through phase three, like give us some before and after of the kind of things you were able to achieve with your physical fitness. Oh yeah. So I would definitely say so. I mean, naturally with Kung Fu, I'm already active and already, you know, had, you know, some, you know, fairly fit before I came into the fit mother project. But I would say that a lot of your workouts, I was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing here? Um, so, so for example, you brought up Apex 10. Yeah. When I first started doing the Apex 10, I was sweating buckets and and that kind of thing. And then as I progressed, it's like, oh, this isn't so bad. Oh, you know, so, this, so for example, um, let me hone in on something like Renegade Rose. Those were like the worst when I first started. I was like, what the heck is this? And now it's like, okay, you know, I can do this. This is achievable. This isn't as daunting as you think it is. For me, I've had like little small victories. For example, I think when I started, my bicep curls were around 10 pounds with the dumbbells. Now I can comfortably do 20 pounds. Nice. So that's an improvement you know, within, you know, a short amount of time. Right. And even the, what do you call it? The rows, the, um, yeah. Like a one arm dumbbell row. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I started out maybe about 20 pounds and now I'm about 45 pounds doing my rows. So a lot of strength. I'm actually even seeing small cuts in my, in my arms and I'm like, oh, I wasn't there before. <laughs> so I would say, you know, weight loss is a great goal for anybody, right? Anybody that wants to start this project, absolutely use it for that. But also keep in mind the small, like we say, the NSVs, the, the non-scale victories are just as important. Mm -hmm. So how have you been able to integrate this program into your busy life? Like what kind of things do you do on a day-to-day -day basis on your nutrition? You get up, hydrate. What's a typical breakfast for you? What's a typical lunch? What's a typical dinner? Like run us through a regular day in your life and what's what's kind of work for you with your particular life and circumstances, family, et cetera. So a typical day, I get up, I drink a bottle of water. I have to actually because I, I have underactive thyroid. So I have to take that first thing in the morning. And then one of the the things that I'll do for um, breakfast, for example, is if I'm having an egg or an omelet, make sure it's packed with veggies in there. Mm -hmm. Making sure that my carbohydrates, like if it's a piece of toast, that it's whole wheat toast, that it's not white or with you know all kinds of refined um, ingredients in there. So I do I read labels more, for example even picking up the bread that I have in the, the grocery store. So that's my typical breakfast, or it's a protein shake filled with, um, for example, I have a, had a spinach one filled with some super greens and it hits the spot. So it's either a shake or something like, like an omelet with some veggies. Lunch might be a salad with some protein on it. Um, I, I Sometimes I have the same thing for dinner because with the, food prep, I'll probably, you know, have enough that I can do 
do it again for dinner. Or if I don't have that for dinner, it's a you know, piece of protein. Like yesterday I had salmon um, with some sweet potatoes on the side and then the salad as well to get the greens in. So that's a typical day. One thing I have learned a lot from Fit Mother Project is I don't snack in between. So that was one of the things I did all the time because you hear that over and over again. You have to keep your metabolism up. You have to eat. And then I said, you know what? I don't really need to eat in between meals. I'm not hungry. Why am I having whatever it is, banana or whatever, protein bar in between if I don't need it? So I've learned to go four hours without having that snack in between. And I've realized I never needed it to begin with. For sure. What a huge insight that is. Because I think there's a lot of people still kind of snuck in that snacking kind of mentality that was promoted for so many years as like the way to do it. And that just throws your blood sugar into a tailspin. It's excess calories. And it's so cool that now you have more discrete structured feeding times. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, talk to me about the perspective of like, you coming from the world of actually like tracking macros, like for a little bit, right? I mean, you were actually mm-hmm. trying to calculate how many proteins, carbs, and fats are in things. And like, there's benefit to that because you get to learn, but it's also kind of cumbersome, right? And then Fit Mother is not exactly like that. It's like, we want to estimate these macros using perfect plate style meals. So what's it like being on this in terms of sustainability versus maybe something like macro counting in your experience? Wow. Um... So macro counting was very daunting for me because, you know, you have an app, like, let's say, um, I forgot the name of the app. My Fitness Pal or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. My Fitness Pal. Right. And you're trying to calculate and it's like, okay, I got to get the right percentages and, and it, it could drive you nuts after a while. Cause you're like, cause I'll do it the night before I'll sit there and say, okay, let me plan out my meals for the next day. And then if this isn't right, well, then what can I take out from my meal? What can I add? So it was just really time consuming to do that. I know a lot of people, a lot of fitness people out there, they absolutely believe you have to, you know, do the macros to a T. And I'm just not saying that's right or wrong, but just when you think about how much it takes out of somebody who's a busy mother and, you know, or, or father, you know, and, and you've got kids and schoolwork and, you know, your regular day-to-day job. It was, it was a lot. So with the perfect plate, I do watch portion size. I do make sure like, for example, my chicken's about four ounces or it's the size of my palm or whatever. So that I'm not overeating, but I'm not worried about the macros because I figure with the perfect plate, I'll get pretty darn close. And I don't think that you know, you have to be it to the nth degree to get your macros. I think if you're close, you'll see the results because you're eating the right carbohydrates, you're eating the right fats, you're eating the right proteins that get you the nutrition that you need. Yeah, that's a really good perspective and answer for sure. I mean, it's like we don't need perfection to move the needle forward, but you just need to be, you know, have a plan. And that's really cool that you found that in Fit Mother. I want to talk to you about mindset because you're obviously a person that has a very strong mindset as evidenced by what you've been able to do with your family, with your background and your hobbies, all the things you have going on. 
What do you believe are some of like the the winning mindsets or psychological tips that people can have as they're going through any personal development journey, but particularly something like health, weight loss, fitness, and Fit Mother Project? What are some things that you noticed that were effective that maybe you already had or just mindsets you think are really good? I think the first mindset that I've adopted is just consistency. A lot of people who just the consistency will fall off for whatever reason. I mean, I, I know life gets in the way. It always does. It's it's gotten in the way for me several times during the Mother Project. But being able to be consistent, um, goal setting is important as well. Um, you know, some people have a, they're, they're, Goals might be, okay, I want to lose 15 pounds. But okay, why are you losing the 15 pounds? Thinking about the why behind it. Um, And the other thing I would say is that if you're not doing it for yourself, it's going to be useless. You know, you can't do this for somebody else. You can't, it's got to be what you feel and what you want to do. Some people are perfectly happy with, you know, being overweight and that's fine if that's what works for them, but other people are not. But why are you not? Is it because you're trying to fit an image? Is it because you're trying to please somebody else? Is it because you're trying to fit into a dress for a wedding? You know, whatever it is, I think it's important to realize that you've got to do it for yourself and whatever you're doing, it's got to be life sustainable. Um, it can't be something that, okay, well, I'm going to lose 20 pounds because I have a wedding coming up and I need to look at an address. That's great. If that's what you want to do and you want to look great and then that's the goal. But what do you do after that? And I don't think a lot of people think about that. They don't think about what are you going to do after that? What's going to happen after that? How are you going to feel if you revert back? You know, so it's got to be a lifestyle change. And it's got to be a lifestyle adoption, I would say. Not not just a change, but an adoption. Making sure that it continues. Because the other thing is, is for the moms and dads out there, is your children are watching. They are watching. And my kids watch, right? They may, they, they may not eat the same things I do, but they're very aware of how I eat and how I work out and the lifestyle changes. Not the changes, but the lifestyle adoption that I have with fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you specifically about that. And I'm glad you brought it up. What do you think are some NSVs or just experiences that you've had with your boys in your family as they've watched you do this? Also knowing that they share hobbies with you. And I imagine they're not secondary black belts quite yet. So they it's are. like, <laughs> oh, well, and I take that completely back. I stand massively corrected. Whole family of black belts. Okay. Yeah. Don't mess with you guys. Um, but, but okay. So what's it been like? I'd speak into that a little bit more. What's it been like for them to observe you go through this? Anything you've noticed, they've noticed, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my oldest is, uh, he's 13. He's also almost six foot. <laughs> and um, he, he's, tall skinny guy basically and um he's he observes what i do um and he's also trying now to work with weights and dumbbells and 
he's asking me questions and how do you do this and how do you do that and how do you do a bicep curl how do you do what what are what are good tricep things well you know what do you do for your legs um you know what what abs workout do you do so you know i've been answering his questions as they come but he's very aware and i've told given him tidbits of you know i've actually explained the perfect plate to him so that he understands that and he's trying to adopt some of it in his own being very conscious of how he eats. My little guy needs a little bit more help, but he's he's a little bit younger, but he's very aware of how I eat. And um, with the fitness, with the the black belts and the Kung Fu training, um, yeah, I brought them along with me on the journey. Um, But it's also the little things because part of our training is, you know, things like push-ups, sit-ups, you know, some of those old school exercises that you're familiar with. But I've seen them want to do better and making sure that their form is correct and making sure that they're doing it correctly and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's kids watch. They they watch. They observe. They may not do it right away, but they might start doing little things, you know. So Yeah. I know I, I hope this question is not too personal. And if it is, we can skip and pass this. But I want to ask you how this program and the principles behind it interface with your faith as a strong Muslim, as someone who's in the community active, uh, you know, in the mosques and stuff like that. Like, are there principles behind your faith and how you lead your life and your family that are analogous with this program or similar? And how does it just generally fit into your life? There are some similarities in that we do as a practice during Ramadan and fasting. And there is a spiritual side of fasting, of course, you know, trying to stay away from things for a while. So the basic principle is so that you understand what it is like to not have food and be more sympathetic to the needy. Um, But we also talk about the other side of it is the benefits of fasting. So there are some similarities there. Um, and some of the practices that um, our prophet used to use was not to, one of the things he did was he made sure that he did not overeat, that he he always left, uh, I'm not going to get into the, the details of it, but he always left a little bit of his stomach empty so as to not to overeat. I would say the community as a whole. You know, I think what I've observed from my mosque and their community is there are struggles with weight. Uh, Diabetes, for example, heart disease seems to be the number one thing. We've also noticed that more and more, um, if you're familiar with the Muslim prayer, we it's physical. You have to go on the floor and get back up and all that. That there are a lot of people who can't do it anymore. They're sitting on chairs and they're praying on chairs and they're probably young enough that they can get on the floor. But maybe, you know, it's a, a weight thing or it's a pain thing. I, I don't you know, we don't really know. But we have observed that there is this need to educate, not only on the religious side, but come back and educate people on um, health and journey. 
So I don't know if I answered your question, but... Oh, it's a be- it was a beautiful answer. Yeah, it sounds like you're seeing it both inside the mosque and your community that you know, people need help. And it also just seems so integrated, like that both with Prophet Muhammad legitimately said about practices of both fasting and keeping your stomach with some empty space for just observance and not falling into overindulgence and stuff like that. But but just how it's all integrated, like mind, body, spirit, it just seems so apparent to me. And I was just kind of, it seems like it's apparent to you too. But that's kind of what I was kind of getting at. Yes. Nice. Cool. Well, what's next for you? Like, what's the future? We're recording this at the end of 2022, very end in December. So what's coming up for you in this upcoming year in terms of goals, things you want to focus on? And what's what's driving you forward as your why now that you've made some great progress and what's moving into the future? So I think what I'd like to do is continue on the path that I'm going, making sure that I have those little goals set for me, like in the gym, if I'm if I'm doing 30 pounds, okay, next week, can I do 35? And, you know, how do I increase my strength? So I would say kind of to sum it up would be focus on my strength, focus on building muscle, making sure that I'm not gaining weight at the same time. That's that's always an, a good, you know, a balance there. While I do have a number in mind on the scale, I'm very close to it, say five pounds off. It's not the most important thing. And more important thing would be building the muscle, building the muscle definition, um, and just getting stronger in the next year. That's awesome. Awesome to hear. And I have good news for you too. You're one of the first ones to hear this, but we will be doing a upgraded, dedicated women's muscle building and strength training program into the curriculum next year. That's going to be doing some more barbell training and other things like that and heavier lifting. So I think it's going to be right up your alley and you'll have that to get into, which will be fun. Okay, great. That's excellent. That's great news. Thank you for for telling me that. Yeah, so that's wonderful. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share about your journey? Anything unsaid? Anything to our team or anyone who supported you or just just advice for people who are on this journey inside the Fit Mother community that you'd like to share? I would say, you know, the, the biggest thing for... I mean, if you're just starting, you're going to look at the program. There's a lot of different components. Just stick with it. There's a lot of support out there. There are a lot of people who will answer your questions. There are a lot of people who have been down the same path that have had the same struggles. Don't get discouraged if you see like, you know, a small weight gain, you know, everybody sees that and know that everybody's going through it. People have similar experiences. They may have tips for you. So use the community, get the support, make sure you have the support with your family behind you. And, you know, I'm going to use the word adoption again. It's a lifestyle adoption. It's not transactional. It's not one, you know, one month and then you you do something else. It's this program teaches you how to change your lifestyle and to adopt good practices that are healthy practices and sustainable. And it's good for a lifetime. It doesn't matter if you're starting out at 20 years old or you're starting out at 80 years old. This program has concepts that are good for everyone. So, and then also share your knowledge. I'm a big giver, a believer in giving back the knowledge that you've learned. Mentor other people. You might find other people that maybe they're not part of Fit Mother Project and that's fine, but maybe there's somebody at the gym or somebody in your community that's struggling. 
give back as you make your own fitness successes. Give back, share that knowledge, share that knowledge. Wonderful advice. What a way to put a cherry on top of this conversation. I appreciate that. And it's very also fitting because I appreciate your time so much that you were here to be able to give back and share your knowledge and your perspective. And I know it's well appreciated. And there's someone listening to this right now who's going to draw strength from you and, and how you live and approach your life. And how amazing is that, that your own journey and success can inspire others. So Camille, thanks for coming on. I wish you and your family a very happy new year, a, a blessed 2023 and much success, even more strength, even more arm cuts and all the great stuff that you want to achieve next year. I'm really proud of you and congratulations again. Thank you and happy new year to you as well. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast. Leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute and it's so, so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple Podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission. Also, if you're interested in joining our Complete Fit Mother program and becoming an official member of our community, you can visit our website, fitmotherproject.com. And on the Fit Mother site, you'll be able to see our Complete Fit Mother program along with our online store with the best supplements designed for busy moms. And you'll also find a ton of free resources like recipes, workouts, meal plans, and more. God bless you and your family. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll catch you on the next episodes of the Fit Mother Project podcast. 